In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sermon text this morning comes from our Old Testament, Isaiah 58, as well as our Gospel lesson, Matthew chapter 5. In just two days from now, as citizens of the United States, we will be able to see a tradition really dating back to President George Washington. On Tuesday night, we will have the chance to see the sitting President of the United States deliver the annual State of the Union Address. Each year, the sitting President delivers his annual address, where as the Constitution says, the President shall from time to time give to the Congress information of the State of the Union and recommend to their consideration such measures as he shall judge necessary and expedient. There are certain things that we expect a president to say when they speak. First, we know that a sitting president will give the assessment of how things are in the country. The president will often lay out what should be done to meet the goals of that particular administration. Now, whether it be a State of the Union address or any other speech from a president, we do know that they will often have a call to action, how the people can make a difference. Now, through the years, we have had famous lines from presidents. President Lincoln, be sure you put your feet in the right place, then stand firm. President Theodore Roosevelt, speak softly and carry a big stick. President Franklin D. Roosevelt, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. President Ronald Reagan, you and I have a rendezvous with destiny. President John F. Kennedy, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In our Old Testament today, we hear a State of the Union from the Lord's perspective. As a matter of fact, we hear him start by beginning, uh, by beginning to quote his people. He quotes his people who thought that they could please the Lord by their actions. They thought that they could somehow earn his favor by what they do. He says, Why have we fasted and you see it not? Why have we humbled ourselves and you take no knowledge of it? The Lord points out to them that they had been fasting for all the wrong reasons. He points out the real motive for their fasting. They thought their pious actions would leverage more blessings from God. They were fasting for their own pleasure. The Lord tells them that their fasting will not make their voices heard on high. Isn't this how we think at times? Sure, we do not fast like they did, but what about church attendance? We say, I go to church regularly. I attend divine service every week. Why has God not seen this? Why has God taken no knowledge of what I have done? Sure, I'm not perfect, but at least I'm not like those people. I am certainly doing more than them. We often make our church attendance a way to earn favor with God. In other areas of life, too, 
we are tempted to believe that our actions or works are good and pleasing to God. If I do this, the Lord will certainly be pleased. He will certainly bless me. He will certainly take notice. He will certainly hear my voice. But when this doesn't, ha doesn't seem to happen, we are surprised. We face trials. We face temptations. We begin to think the Lord has taken no notice of our efforts. It's as if we start to say, ask not what God can do for you, ask what you can do for God. Now, that mentality just doesn't work, though, does it? As if we can do anything to earn God's favor. As if we can do anything to earn His merit and grace. What we should say is, ask not what you can do for God. Ask what God has done for you. What God has done for you. Now we have something here. God has indeed done something for you. He has created you. He has redeemed you through His Son's death upon the cross. He has sanctified and called you to be His own in the waters of holy baptism. And all this we confess in the creed week after week. Indeed, this reality of what God has done is at the heart of what we do here in church. For here, in the liturgy, God is doing something. For the word liturgia, or liturgy, it means public service. But the question is, who is serving who? God is serving his people. It is God who comes to us in the divine service. He comes to us in his word of forgiveness, life, and salvation. He comes to us through his Son, through the holy, precious body and blood of his Son in the Lord's Supper. And now, it is God who comes to us, who speaks to us. This is Pastor said in a sermon last week. And we respond to him with our thanks and praise. In the season of Epiphany, we have heard Jesus Christ is the light of the world, just as I told the children just a few moments ago. God did indeed send his Son as the light of the world. But now Jesus says to us, he says to his people, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world, we read in Isaiah. Let your light shine before others so that they can see your good works. Rather, in Matthew, we read that. As Christians, we do bring that light of Christ into the world. We don't hide that light of Christ under a basket or under a hat like I did a few moments ago. Because of what God has done for us, we ask, what can we do for our neighbor?" How can we let our light shine before others? Because of what God has done, we do this and do good. We will go out and do good. Not in an attempt to earn favor with God. Not in an attempt to get a pat on the back from, from our neighbors. But we do this so that our neighbors can have what they need. And in doing good works, we aim to lead people to worship the one true God. 
How do we make sure our neighbor has what they need? We don't come up with our own ideas of what is good or what is loving. Our works are not self-chosen, but we turn to the Word of God. For in the Word of God, we, we learn what a good work is. We serve our neighbors in our various places and stations in life, our vocations in life, as we call them. We serve our neighbors in those vocations as neighbors, as friends, relatives, husband, wife, son, daughter, co-worker, employee, employer. The list goes on and on. In his word, the Lord tells us what is true. The Lord tells us what is right. The Lord tells us what is good. Is not this the fast that I choose? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and to bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover him and to hide yourself from your own flesh? Beloved, we let our light shine when we care for the needs of our neighbors. The explanations to the commandments in the Catechism teach that we fear and love God by not doing this or that, but by doing this. We fear and love God. We let our light shine when we honor, serve, and obey, love, and cherish our parents. When we help and support our neighbor in every physical need. When husband and wife love and honor each other. When we help our neighbor improve and protect his possessions and income. When we defend and speak well of our neighbor. When we help and be a service to our neighbor in keeping their house. You get the point. Now being here in church, we can now go out and do good works. And here at Faith, there are various ways we let our light shine. There are various ways that we help those around us. Through Dollar Sundays, we provide for those in need. Through the Helping Hands Fund, we provide for the needs of others in our community. In just two weeks from now, we will provide food for those in need through the chili cook-off. These are just a few examples of what we do to help those around us. We do these things and more. Not because we expect something in return from our Lord or from our neighbor, for we know that we cannot earn favor with God. But we do these things in response to what God has already done for us. And he continues to do. We love our neighbor because God first loved us. In all that we do, we do not ask what we can do for God, but we ask what God has already done for us. And time and time again, he tells us what he has done for us through the word of his gospel. That word that is certainly undimmed by time, as we just sang before the sermon. To God be all the glory forever and ever. Amen.